Welcome. I'm in the Dovico podcast room today, and we're about to film the first episode of uh, what we call um, Come Off the Ledge. And I'm here with a good friend and colleague, Estelle Johnson, who will help me um, lay out the groundworks for um, our first podcast and where it's going to go and why we're doing it in the first place. So Estelle and I have been working together for a very long time. Uh, I've been here 16 years, and she's been here longer than I, and... Early on, we used to have conversations uh, around our friendship, but not only that, about specifically more my mental health and my struggles. And she's helped me uh, throughout the years, and she shared with me um, her personal life and her story. And we've come to learn that we had common ground. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I'm so honored that you asked me to be your first guest, and I can't wait to hear your future guests. But yeah, I'm, I, I'm really excited to have this opportunity to, to get the message out there about mental health and the story that you and I shared. It's not the same experience, but it's the same subject. And I think we can reach out to a lot of people. Yeah, the same goal. I mean, ultimately, it's just to um, bring awareness that it's okay for this to happen to you and it's okay to ask for help and there is a way to survive and get um, through it. Mm-hmm. Um, I do know um, early on it was something uh, I did not want to speak about this as a personal level and it wasn't until um, later on in life uh, that I had lost a good friend and that prompted me to do something about uh, the situation and, and help other people. Uh, it wasn't until that point that I that I did. Um, and Estelle and I, throughout the last, well, it was two years ago now. It was two years, believe yeah. Believe it or not. Um, <laughs> we tried to do a challenge where we would do a mental health video um, once a month. Unfortunately, we fell a little bit short of the goal, but we still came out with nine videos, which was very good. And um, the response was good like mm-hmm. I, you know people reached out and people noticed the videos and that gave me hope that uh hopefully we could do something else but at the time we thought it was the end of yeah yeah that was your first initial challenge for yourself and it, it wasn't an easy challenge uh to, to be in front of a camera and to talk about your personal story and your struggles um it, i mean it's personal so to get it out there publicly like that i think kudos to you because and I think the way it originally happened was, um, you know, our CEO would do videos and I approached him one day, you know, well, how do I start this message? He's just like, you know, do a Facebook, you know, video. So I'll, I thought that would be a, a good place to start. And ultimately, I used to think, you know, I'd like to tell the younger audience because my younger self should have heard this message because uh, I may have dealt with it differently, maybe not. But maybe I would have. Um, like my son comes home from school and they're taught everything in school these days. They're taught like sexual education. You wouldn't believe what they're taught. But they don't come home and say, hey, dad, I learned about suicide today. Mm-hmm. And I thought, you know, I'd like to tell these young people that it's real. It's out there. But it's okay. Like it's not something that's taboo. Um, yeah. And hopefully... Uh, by, you know, Dovico having a podcast room, we can have more topics of conversation, make people feel more comfortable and come to the table and learn that it's okay. There's people out there who care and people who will, who will listen. Yeah, because it's it's way less awkward to talk about it with the Bell Let's Talk. There, there's so many more conversations about it now, so it, it feels less awkward, but it's still an, not something you just bring up in conversation because it, it tends to put 
put people uneasy because they don't understand it or, or I don't know it's, it's still a, a difficult topic to yeah. talk about well, in suicide you are talking about death which is a, right you know, a maybe very, that's it a very touchy topic even mm-hmm. when it happens in the best situations like like older people pass away but suicide is different mm-hmm. it is very different but um what I've learned is from through my own experience is, is you can get out and there's survivors many survivors because mm-hmm. i have my own friends that have gone through struggles and have you know gone through suicide and gotten help and gotten out and i have friends that have not and they have lost their battle um however you know it's it's part of life and that's what really needs to be understood it's not a weird thing that you know you should hide or or try to brush off it's no this has been happening for hundreds maybe thousands of years i don't know it's it's not new no since the beginning of time i i would say yeah if you're struggling you don't know any other way out it, it at the time it probably feels like the only solution so maybe we can talk a bit more about our own experiences and why we came to this point yeah, with me um i just didn't stumble across suicide i am bipolar type one at the time my first suicidal experience i did not know i was even bipolar it was all new and coming on to me it happened in a relatively short period of time i went from being somewhat okay to being suicidal in like weeks and um it it was very scary and i didn't know that you know you could be manic or you could be depressed or anything like that and that's kind of what happened to me i was super manic at first which means i don't sleep and then i crash and that crashing point is the very dangerous point of where someone with bipolar could take their life it's it's a known area Uh, um i but i didn't know like i didn't wasn't educated that this could happen i didn't have any clue it was i was almost hiding it from people just because I was more ashamed or I, they're not going to understand this because this is not normal, not normal. Um, however, uh, luckily the day that I was going to do it and I had all the, you know, the recipe for doing it was pretty much there. I could have done it. I managed to wait and I asked my parents uh, for help and doing that was the best thing that ever happened to me. Not to say that the journey wasn't hard. Like, it wasn't easy. Oh, and it's still not done. No. And, and I, you know, I have this for the rest of my life. But, mm-hmm. you know, even if it's just suicide, if you're ever at that point, it's not like a hop, skip, and a jump, and you're okay. You have to, you know, maybe take medication. You may have to work at it. You Well, not may. You have to work at it. And you need support. And my family has been my rock. And... They, the day that I told them I needed help to the day that I was released from the hospital, they helped me and my work family and everybody. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I've never been shy to share my my troubles and my, my dealings with depression and, and, and with being bipolar. I want people to know. And if they know, maybe it'll help someone else or... Just hearing it would would help someone else. Yeah, I I mean, and it's 
you're making me very comfortable to talk about this. But maybe it's because we've talked about this so much throughout doing the videos and over the years. But I love how, even now, how comfortable it is to talk about this. Because it, it should be like this. It should be normal conversation to talk about your mental health, how you're feeling. And I, f- I feel that companies are more open to that. Even at WCO here, we're way more aware of it. And we have personal days if you want to stay at home, if you just feel like you can't produce your best work. Mental health-wise, you're just not there. I, I feel there's way more support out there today than there was when we first started our careers. And our company implemented Sage, which is like an mm-hmm. outsource outreach for our internal employees and external people. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, loved ones, whoever needs counseling, Immediate which is family, super yeah. great. And I think more companies need to get on board with supporting uh, their employees' health because if they're not healthy, they're not productive. Absolutely. Um, but yeah. It is definitely um, something I'm super grateful for for this company. We have a podcast room to talk about yeah. this in. We had an opportunity to make videos, you know. Um, on company time. On, and do things that were encouraged yeah, by um, other people. So um, it's super awesome that we have this platform. And, and very supportive platform. And I also know you, Estelle, um, your own personal story with yeah. this and it was very touchy at first and I, I think I've seen you grow um, over the years in being able to talk about what happened yeah. uh, it's not necessarily about you but it was definitely um, close to home very hard. oh for sure when we first started talking about the subject I couldn't talk about it for more than five minutes and I would cry and that was all I could do at the time but you've made it so that it's more okay to talk about something that you know, it hurts. And I'm sure other people are in the same boat that they've lost someone close to them to to suicide. They lost their struggle and they lost their fight. And he was my brother. It's my brother that happened. And he was very young. He was 17 years old. I was 18. And it happened behind a school at, uh, here locally in Moncton. And at the time, it was actually, they call it a cluster suicide. There was more than, there was multiple young youth that took their own lives from from the pressures of life in school and all for different reasons. Not everyone had the same reasons. So, yeah, so this was in 1995. So it's been quite a while now. And even then, like we only started talking about this really deeply, like two years ago, and that it, it would still make me cry. So I guess I probably suppressed it for that long. And, and that's why I want to talk about it, because if someone else is struggling, talk about it to someone because you're carrying that with you and someone probably needs to hear that that message too that they're not alone in uh, missing someone so much that you feel like oh I'm, I'm missing their wedding or I'm missing them seeing them grow up what what he what will he look like today I don't know so and I remember something you said there was pretty um impactful was you know, not everybody shares the same experience when it comes, like, think about it. Like, you know what I mean? I have a happy moment where you share the same happy moment. It might not, you know, it's not the same thing. And the same thing goes, I think, with suicide. Everybody mm-hmm. has this different experience. Um, it may be harder to share what that is because it's all everyone's different. Yeah. But it's just the fact to get um, help. And I do know uh, a lot of these people, like my friend who um, took his own life, which was one of my best friends, which mm-hmm. really hurt. Um, he actually went for help, but at the same time, he, he 
pushed the help away and, and kind of like got out of the hospital earlier than he should have and kind of took it on his own to, to get better. And I remember going through that myself where I think that's just something a part of growing up. If you do a mental illness, um, you know, self-medicating or right. trying to deal with it on your own without help. And mm-hmm. I think you're just backing yourself into a wall. Um, those things don't work. It may work for a short period of time. Uh, where self-medication or trying to, you know, resolve things on your own. But when they're that bad, you know, you need help. Absolutely. And don't be afraid to to talk about it. And and maybe some people you approach are uncomfortable with the subject and you may have to try to keep talking to other people until you find someone that can give you the help that that you're looking for or or just, just in the ear to talk if it's your own personal struggles or if it's someone that you know that you're seeing the signs like maybe there's something there maybe i need to reach out to them it could be the other way around as well yeah and i and i do think and we talked about this in our in the videos that i've yeah. made and, and you know anyone can go see these videos that i've made on the, on my facebook wall i keep you know pretty public uh but you know it's important that we recognize as people are healthy you know sick people or try to help them but it's also important for the person the onus on the person sometimes i find the onus on the person who's sick they feel like they don't have they don't necessarily have the ability to say something about it and i think that that's where you know we should like change it or try to change it and i know through a podcast it's just words but we're definitely here to help and um we're we're definitely here to help and they can they have there's a lot of different resources out there helplines yes like websites even the bell let's talk uh, you know, website i turn to my family like my mom and dad but if you have a close friend or mm-hmm. you know step father or sibling or someone you're really close to that you can share this with um like you know the be- the sooner the better or ask uh, your work your manager or hr or maybe they have a program like sage like devico has here that can give you the right resources to help you out. And definitely, and, and and it's not anything, you know, embarrassing. It's it's to save your Never. life. It's it's like, it's crazy. Like it's, you're at the end of your rope and you're thinking of doing something that's going to terminate, mm-hmm. you know, everything. And um, all you have to do is maybe reach out and that could change the course of the rest of your life, which it did for me. Like if I, you know, I'm here today just because of, you know, two little words, like I need, or three words, I need help. And I'm, you know, I've managed to raise a family and, and like get help just because you're going through a hard time today. doesn't mean that hard time is going to be there tomorrow or for the rest of your life. I, it's, I think suicide's temporary and I think it can be beat. And well, I know it can be beat. And I've said this before, I am a suicide survivor, but I never have it beat. It may come back to try to get me someday, mm-hmm. but I'm more prepared than I was 20 years ago when it happened the first time. Um, I know what to expect. I know how it feels. Um, I hope it never comes again. And I've been 11 years where I've been uh, stable, which is remarkable for me. Uh, like I said, I hope it gives hope to other people out there who are uh, dealing with these with these problems. Oh, for sure, and it's it's um, so we see it. We've seen it with band members, like uh, popular singers that mm-hmm. have taken their lives in in recent years. So I think our youth are seeing this still happening, and so they're exposed to it. They're seeing it now, and I think that's where you and I have that same common. We're we're really hoping to reach out to youth um, and give them this awareness that because we know the pressures of life 
aren't easy now with social media and and uh, school life and home life. Bullying. Like, bullying, yeah, it's still a thing. It's crazy. So yeah, uh, we hope this can reach out to to more people. And you have a lot of guests that you're gonna be interviewing. Yeah, so moving on, um, I was really worried because the first podcast was with you, and and I wasn't sure where it was gonna go. But I actually had people approach me for uh, further podcasts and be able to talk about different topics related uh, to this. And again, with the goal to help anyone that's um, having these problems. But it's just the message of of hope, and there's yeah. hope. And whether it's, you know, friends or hotlines or whatever it is, just reach out. What do you have to lose? You're already at the point where you're going to lose everything. Exactly. Anyway, and young people, you know, you're, you know, I was 20. I thought my life was over. It was just starting. Like, it was just like, yeah, you can't let this change uh, what could could be. Yeah. And even though I say youth, because that's when it affected us first is when we were youth but it's like you were saying you're still managing that and i think anything could happen that could trigger this waterfall like you you lose your job and you lose mm-hmm. your partner and anything could happen that could trigger it later in life so yeah no we want to, to give hope to everyone and and leave us your comments your messages anything anything that you feel would help others out there that's listening to this podcast and i think we talked last time before, while we're trying to set the podcast up and get it you know organized um we talked about that commercial we've seen uh, that's on our local oh, yeah. television where you know like a, a co-workers are walking together and one co-worker asks the other you know how are you doing and the person bluntly answers like i was thinking of committing suicide this weekend mm-hmm. but then later on in the commercial they show the same scene and what the same question said. and then he says oh my it's going fine i'm having a good day yeah. You know, people mask things. People are masters of disguise. I was mm-hmm. a great master of disguise. Uh, no one knew I was ill until I asked, which was pretty remarkable that I even was able to do so. And I know I'm sure your your brother or other people who suffered before came to the final point that they were able to put a face on and make it look okay. He, well, he did. Um, but then there were signs and he did end up in the hospital for a bit, for a week, and they said, no, he's okay, you can you can go back home. But he wasn't okay. So I just want to make sure that if you do reach out for help and, and the first time around you don't feel like you got the help you needed, just just keep going to different avenues. Um, like he, he, he tried multiple ways to take his life. Um, so if you see those signs... Well, that's more than a sign. That's like a cry for help. Right. Like he really needed help, and we weren't able to give it to him. I think that's where the guilt came. Right. Yeah. So I guess the tears are there for that. But no, and I understand that. Like, but it, it's not necessarily your fault or anyone's fault. Like these people are in positions uh, that are very difficult, and finding help is difficult. I know when I first went to the hospital they didn't want to admit me initially like which is looking back like pretty insane like you're turning this person away yeah because you look normal to them yeah you look normal you look fine but my parents pleaded it was a plead and if it wasn't for that like i said my, my biggest support group was my family and if it wasn't for them pleading for help and if they if someone knows you and knows this situation get them to help you get help you know do whatever it takes if you need that help keep searching for it like you said yeah. don't turn around at the first corner where they refuse you because someone will. Like, yeah. 
and, and I've had that happen to me in my own personal, like I was turned away the first time, which I just got finished telling my parents I was going to take my own life. I Please mean, yeah, help me. that's, like, that's crazy. Yeah. And, but these these hospitals are busy. They're full. And I was just going to say that it's it's. I'm not putting the blame on them either. I mean, they have their hands full with everything that's going on. Yeah, it depends what the person shares with these people. Exactly. You know, like you said, master of disguise. Yeah, and and what they do. So be honest and be mm-hmm. you know exactly upfront because it's you're dealing with your life at this point, and it's 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 not anything to take lightly. And I think, mm-hmm. um, you know, be persistent because it's worth it's worth the fight. I couldn't agree more. Uh, and and people do care about you. You may think like you feel alone, and that's what happens. You feel so alone, and you just feel like people would be better off without me here to take care of me or whatever the situation is. But um, no. Well, some of the things I've learned about suicide, too, is, is um, you know, people, I've heard this said many times, that it's a selfish act. Yes. How, oh, how, I, I do not like how, that line. However, with me, if someone has a mental illness and your chemicals aren't lined up, it's not. It's your brain is not functioning on a level that a normal person is functioning. Mm-hmm. You're sick. Just like someone would have, you know, a disease like diabetes or anything else, you have a mental illness and you're not in a proper frame of mind. You're not thinking about your sister, your mother, your brother and who you're hurting. You're Mm -hmm. thinking about this pain that's hurting you so much at this time. You just want it to stop. Yeah. And it's a very real pain. It may not be like I've had physical pain where I've been hurt many times in my life. However, this nothing matches this mental Mm -hmm. anguish. There's this anguish that's unbelievable. I can't even describe to you. I, I would go through all the physical pain in my life again to, to avoid that that anguish that you go through during that time. But at least I know now, like it doesn't matter how far gone, like you think you are, there mm-hmm. is a point where you can still recuperate and have a normal life. Absolutely. And it's not selfish at all to ask for help. There's tons of organizations out there just for that. And there's a reason that they're there. Um and, and care for yourself enough to, to reach out or to maybe bring it up to someone that you love that you're, see, you're seeing that they're struggling. You never know. Like, we're, I'm hoping that people listen to this and take the advice and, and ask for help. And even if it helps one person, which, mm-hmm. you know, like I know the videos that I've done in the past help a few people. I don't know the total impact of what they may have done, but I do know that it made an impact. And I think you don't have to do a podcast and you don't have to be a a celebrity um, to help people in these positions. Just being a nice person and care and show interest and make sure that they know that you're there um, as a friend and that you'll be there if they ever go through a hard time and even help them get help if they if they need it and mm-hmm. if you know someone that needs it speak up because you, you know you might regret the fact that you never help someone in need when they do need exactly. it exactly if you've lost someone close um, to suicide it, there's huge amounts of guilt and there's support groups for survivors as well like not not just if you're struggling mental illness but also if, if you've lost someone close to you, to you there's support groups um and i same with me. My family was a big support. Well, we had to. We it kind of brought us together and and tried to get through. Um, hurt. I mean, I mean, it hurts to lose someone close, a, a family member. Um, and she brought me to a support group, and she came with me. And I thought that, that was like, I, I felt very supported. And um, because at the time it was it was not something you would talk about in 1995. I know it's it's not that long ago, but it is. 
a lot has changed since then, and and I really support. I appreciate family and friends who and helped I, me through that. I really love that you brought that up. That you know there are groups out there to help people who are on the receiving end of where a loved one may have taken their life. Mm-hmm. Uh, unfortunately, I I didn't deal with that in a really great way with with my friend. I never seeked any professional help. However, you know, talking with friends like you mm-hmm. um, about it and my pain that I had and and. You know, just doing these, knowing I, you know, provided a purpose to, I can't bring them back, but at least I can, you know, show other people that I I, I cared deeply about this person. I just exactly. didn't have the opportunity to, I didn't see it. It was hidden. It was disguised. Um, but I want to help anyone else that's going through it and, uh, you know, just get the message out there. Like, can't say it enough. Like, ask for help. Like, and you never know. Like... It's worth it. It's worth it. It's totally worth it. So I don't know if we have anything else to talk about today, but it's a good start. And I think people know uh, what the podcast will, you know, bring ahead. Uh, I can give you like a little bit of a sneak peek. Yeah, where, give us some teasers. Yeah, we do have a um, a lady from Prince Edward Island who's doing great work uh, with uh, fundraising uh different fundraisers on our website. I'll give you more details about it, but uh, unfortunately she lost her daughter at a very young age of 17. However, she's doing amazing work to spread the word and to help other people um, with it. So out of good comes bad. And unfortunately these things happen. It is life. We can't control it all the time, but at least there's people out there that don't just curl up in a ball Mm -hmm. and, and die. Like they, make it their purpose. Um, and I hope we can make it our purpose as a company, as humans, uh, just to yeah, make other people realize that it's important that we help these people. Thank you for joining today's podcast, Come Off the Ledge. And I want to thank Estelle for joining me today and sharing her personal experience and also um, being a great colleague and friend to help me throughout uh, the years and also helping me do these initiatives. Oh, same with me. I, I appreciate it so much. I, thank you for all the work you're doing. You're the one that kind of got the ball rolling on this, and I super appreciate it. And stay tuned, everyone, for the next uh, podcast with uh, some unique guests coming up in the near future. Um, Thank you and have a good day. 